I really think that a leader of tomorrow is someone who's going to be adaptable and flexible in their skills and their way of life, but is rigid in their, in their values. I also think personal branding is going to become increasingly important. And I, and I do think that the divide between like, you know, the rich and the poor, the old and young, I, I think this divide is going to become exponentially larger as new technologies are adopted at, at faster and faster rates. And Chris, I genuinely think this is like the most exciting time to be alive. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Super excited to be uh, having this and sharing this podcast with you with Will Braun. Will broke the all-time rookie record in his first year of business doing over a half million dollars. He's got a goal this year of doing over over a million dollars worth of business. He's already got five senior people returning into his business, a whole group of painters returning into his business to really set the stage for just a massive uh, growth in his business. We, we talk about sort of where Will was before the program, the types of things he learned to do, why he was able to execute so well in his first year. And uh, just love here as a uh, really, really young man uh, operating at a really incredibly high level of vision, but just some incredible habits, uh, focus, discipline that is allowing him to do just some incredible things. So super, super excited about what he's up to this year. At the end of the podcast, he's going to talk about a another podcast that he's launched with another rock star operator of ours, Phil Gauthier, and that he's sharing just great takeaways, uh, especially for our operator group, interviewing amazing coaches and top operators to share and give uh, best practices to everyone. I'm going to be jumping on that podcast as well. Awesome podcast. We have Will up early because I knew it would be a great podcast to sort of get um, the leaders of tomorrow off in a fantastic step. And again, Will's Will's just a, a great example of what we can do at the highest possible level. Again, why are we doing this? Well, we're doing this to attract other Wills to our program. We're doing this to to really again, we've got a big vision. There's so much at stake right now. The world's growing faster, it's changing faster than ever. We need amazing leaders to be well prepared for the challenges moving forward, to make great decisions and to be, be prepared for everything that's going on. So if you know of any amazing leaders or people who are looking to take on great things, send them our way. You, you could direct them directly to me, Thompson at studentworks.com, or they could go directly to our website, studentworks.com, or share this uh, podcast with them. Thanks so much. Have a super fantastic day. Okay, Will, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast, or I should say, welcome back. Yes, sir. I'm happy to be here, Chris. I'm excited to chat today. Yeah, no, well, I last year was the first time we had the top rookie window cleaner and the top rookie painter coming out of reading week jump on the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. You were the top pop painter. And so often that person, doesn't end up, you know, crushing it and being number one. Congratulations on that. And, uh, you know, you know, just an incredible year doing over a half million dollars worth of business with, with student works and breaking the all-time record. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I remember being on that podcast and being, uh, being a little anxious, being like, man, I, re I really got to do it now. Like, you know, I'm, I'm out here. And so it's cool to be on the other side of that, you know, having, having checked that box and having, uh, some new goals for the new year. Yeah, no, for sure. Yes, exactly. There's that anticipation. So here, let's bring it even further away. Explain who you were like before the program, Will. Yeah. So I think last time I was on, I kind of gave a bit of a snapshot, but okay. I think I'm just going to give a bit more of a backstory. I think it'll give kind of some helpful context. So in grade school, I got placed in a gifted program. It was a bit more of uh, advanced, a more creative curriculum. And, and I love school. I did really well, had good friends, played sports up until about grade nine. And I was really ambitious. I had big goals for my life. I, I kind of felt a little bit different, like I was capable of doing cool stuff, but I didn't really see how school was going to help me build that life I wanted. It seemed like the pieces didn't really fit fit together. 
ended up skipping a lot of class in high school. I started becoming kind of cynical and, and distrusting of the system and, and the people in power. Um, I started smoking a lot of weed. I was, I was getting in trouble with my parents yeah. and um, even the police. And yeah. I ended up actually getting sent to a boarding school, Chris. <laughs> so, I remember, I remember us talking about this. Yeah. But share more. Yeah. So, so I was doing well academically there. But I also got in trouble there for a few different things and ended up getting kicked out uh, from that boarding school. And that was when I was diagnosed with uh, with ADHD. You know, this was yeah. supposedly the explanation for my impulsive behavior. And at this point, I was I was actually releasing a lot of rap albums. Like I wanted to be a famous rapper. That wow. was uh, that was my world. Like that was my hyper fixation. You know, I was making beats and and making songs. And I also tried a drop shipping business. I tried making a merch business and I, I wasn't making any money from that. So getting kicked out of the school was was kind of a wake up call. I realized like you know, hey, I'm, I'm about to turn 18. Like my parents aren't going to support me in this in this rap career. So like if I don't figure my shit out, like I'm literally going to be on the streets. So at that point, I decided like, man, I really got to focus in on school. And in grade 12, I ended up you know getting like 95 to to 100 in all my classes, um, just from kind of from dialing in on that. Uh, applied to Queens Commerce. I, I wrote an application about how you know I want to be an entrepreneur, and I guess they liked that, so I got accepted. Awesome. Um, but I actually chose not to go to university that year. And what happened was I found out that my spot on a waiting list that my parents had put me on a bunch of years prior had come up. And I was actually offered a spot at this like wilderness personal development program. Right. So I spent a year basically in the woods. First few months is like straight camping, right? Uh, there's no there's no phones. I'm canoeing and portaging every day, starting fires with rocks, like like camping, camping. There's this, there's this whole curriculum of, of stages you move through. You know, you write your whole life story and accountability letters. You evaluate your circle of friends, uh, eventually move on to level two. So, you know, I went to this campus, um, which was kind of also in the woods. There's also no phones, but at least there's, you know, buildings and, and a kitchen and stuff like that. And this program, it's basically like a lot of therapy. It's it's 24-7. There's no escaping, no excuses. You're totally separated from your old life. And you're yeah. also on a team of, of 10 other guys. So the mm-hmm. theory there is that, you know, the patterns and traits that were holding you back in the outside world are going to show up here on campus in your team, in your relationships. So so when they come up, we work through them. You know, kind of, kind of similar to student works in some ways. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. No, no yeah, well, we so. didn't create that idea for sure, right? Like what shows up in one area of your life shows up in other areas of life, right? Those patterns that we we take on. And all, again, a lot of times family dynamics, those patterns that we choose to take on from our parents, the exact ones or the exact opposites, those are patterns that just become ingrained at us. And then, hey, how do we get real choice? So tell us more. Yeah, totally. Well, Basically, you work through like kind of the five levels there and eventually transition out. So uh, obviously went from that program right into university, um, which mm-hmm. which is a pretty like uh, opposing transition, right? Two opposite ends of the spectrum. But yeah, um, in university, I ended up getting like really, really obsessed with the gym, um, okay. specifically like the sport of CrossFit. So I was okay. training. I wanted to go to the CrossFit Games. I, I really looked up to this one guy, Matt Fraser. I wanted to you know be the world champion like he was. And um, I was also reading a lot of self-development books. I was I was listening to podcasts. I was like really inspired and ambitious, right? Instead of right. being a famous rapper, now I wanted to be a professional athlete. But the thing with working out is like you can't just do more volume and win. You actually just get injured if you work out too yes. much. So yes. I was kind of getting depressed. Like I wasn't really making the progress that I had hoped for. And <laughs> getting these different injuries slowing me down so i really had like you know this this pent-up energy this pent-up ambition you know i'd read all the books and the mindset and the habits but i didn't really actually have a place to channel it effectively um so lo and behold here i am i'm at queens i'm making my business plan i was going to do personal training uh in my in my garage gym and i was going to knock on the neighbor's doors to get clients and uh, my housemate donald at the time shout out shout out donald shout out donald shout out donald yeah. <laughs> He says, uh, bro, come move in with me. Like, we're going to crush it together. We'll run a business. You'll be able to put your degree to good use and kind of figured, you know, I think this gym thing is going to work out, but I don't really know. And, and his yeah. model was proven, like he did, you know, 150K the year before. So ended up taking a job as a production manager with him. And yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. Well, well, it's um, Donald's a great guy. I spent a whole bunch of time. He was just, you know, one of the guys who would reach out with me and we developed a really great relationship. And uh and I remember hearing about you through Donald and just you were just so critical to his success that year. And uh, both, you know, you, you started way, way behind. Donald had some stuff that he was going through 
and you guys both came and just crushed it and, and put together a really great year. And obviously, that must have given you a bunch of confidence in coming into what was your first season, I can imagine. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, yeah, Donald's, uh, Donald's up to some really cool stuff now, which is which is exciting. Maybe uh, the rest of the StudentWorks community will, will find out before too long. But yeah, I guess just to run you through like my PM experience, I would sure. say it was pretty similar to like the typical like rookie operator story. So, mm -hmm. you know, I was working like, basically 7 a.m. To, to 10 p.m. seven days a week. Yeah. You know, doing all the interviews. I was I was hiring and training people at a skill that I didn't know. Like I had no experience. Yeah. So obviously imagine like the efficiency there of of getting that done. Um, obviously getting all the leads, making sure the admin works, works all done. And to be honest, if if I did the math, I'm I'm pretty sure I didn't even make a minimum wage. To be honest, I was I was actually really happy about it. I felt like this was kind of like my rocky cutscene. You know, I know I every successful it. person that I've that I've really like heard speak or, or read about, they always, always, always have this period of time early in their lives where they're they're working really hard. Like, first of all, they're just developing a high volume of workload, but then also just a set of skills. So like communication, problem solving, sales, management, like these were the things I was getting from my experience that summer. I didn't yeah. really care about the money. And to yeah. be honest, like, I kind of figured like the harder it is, you know, the the trickier the customers are, the, the harder the leads are to get, the worse the worse of my bosses, uh, yeah. the better. Because yeah. like this is really just a season of learning and I kind of just wanted to suck everything out of it that I could. Well, you know, I, Will, I'm, you know, and again, I think you came to this because of all the reading that you've done, right? And by the way, your personal journey, your personal journey was hard, right? Going through what you went through. And, and, and again, there are many ways it's like you've got both. You've got tremendously excelling and, you know, really almost running off a cliff and getting jailed, uh, having uh, mental health issues and performing incredibly high. Right. And so so one of the things about that and and I always like to say, I you know, started this year's training. I start this year, different trainings always differently. But one of the things I was talking about is our good side doesn't always win out. Right. And so so those challenges, those difficulties actually kind of to me kind of burn us. And again, hopefully burn us in a good way, in a crucible burn us to sort of go and excel, burn us to go and yes, I want that. And I, I feel, again, I've had really incredibly challenging sporting challenges that have, again, been my crucible and then a number of my business uh, experiences over the years. And you're right, it's, it's like, this was hard and that's great. And I think so many times people are after easy money and it's, it's okay. And by the way, right now we're getting quote unquote, easy money. Like we're just like, the, uh, my, you know, for me at 60, it's incredibly how successful our business is and just how hard I used to work to make the money I'm making and how, how incredibly wealthy we are and how much money is flowing up to us. But you don't want that at 20. You want it to be hard. You want to learn the lessons because that will get you hopefully here at 60 or here at 40 or 50 and just like, oh, I've got these lessons. I know. And I know I'm not going to do that or that or that. Right. You know, it's yeah. just so, uh, so great. Yeah. Great. Great sharing that. And again, for our rookies listening, it's like, yeah, it's OK when it's hard. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's not just OK. Like it, it is. It is great. Yeah. Um, I actually had this epiphany the other day. I was like man, the harder it is for me, the harder it is for everybody else as well. So when you're able to get through that and be on the other side, like that's your like defense for, for doing amazing things. It's like, that's, that's the cost of entry. Like you yeah. have to go through the hard if you want it or else everybody would do it. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 100% true. And it's why there were very few people at, you know, your age who run a half million dollar business, right? Like that's just, you know, and, and again, just think about what set you up was then allowing you to go do what you did last year. Right. And so, so why don't we, why don't we talk a little bit more about that? And in, in many ways, it's kind of a second year of experience because of your PM experience. And also, sorry, because you worked your PM experience so hard, right? There's all sorts mm -hmm. of different levels of PM experience, but you, I know, and I remember, you know, as soon as we talked, it was like, okay, Will's got it. Like, you know, just in terms of just like, he worked really, really hard. He's, he's going to be able to step up and you, you were able to. But why don't you walk us through that? Well, yeah. So like you said, I definitely had some advantages going into the year. And I think I was like pretty aware of that. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously the PM experience, but also like having studied business in school, as much as I said, I used to be cynical. Like I did learn a lot of things yes. about business in business school that, that are really helpful. 
And then also I was in my last year of school um, and I only had two courses left. I ended up like front loading my, my semester. So I was able to put some extra time into the business in that rookie year. So yeah. like knowing all those things in my favor, I was like, man, like if, if someone's going to do it and, and break the record and, and do 500K, like it's going to be me. So yeah. that was the goal I set. And uh, it was a really exciting goal. And it was like the perfect level where it's like really, really, really challenging. But also like if I stick to the plan and do everything right or, or 95% yeah. of things right, like it is actually achievable. So basically, you know, just, just high level of the year, basically like September to December, I'm just calling all the other operators, asking them questions, yes. putting together a business plan, you know, building my website and, and all the client documents and stuff like that. And then as soon as the new year rolled around January training hit, it was, it was just knocking on doors every day um, and closing deals and, and doing interviews. Like that's basically the preseason. And then when the summer came around, Chris, it was really just like balancing how many jobs you have and how many painters you have. Like that's really yeah. what the business is. And you got to make sure neither is lagging behind. And, and obviously you're trying to maximize both. Um, and it was a lot of solving problems on the fly. Like I, I find often there's, there's no perfect answer. You just kind of make a decision and execute, and then you'll learn better for next time. Right. And one thing that was cool about, uh, about my year last year, like by the end of the summer, I actually was able to promote one of my marketers into a sales role and one of my painters into a PM role. And I had uh, Lauren taking care of some of the admin. So I kind of got like just the tiniest little taste of, of what being a business owner was like. So Aiden would book a job, Lauren would get colors and schedule, Andrew would manage the crew and collect the check, wow. right? In, in theory, yes. you know, it, it usually lasts a couple of hours and there's some type of fire. I'm, I'm obviously still, still heavily involved. And then, sure. you know, those guys ended up going back to school before it became kind of a perfectly oiled machine. Um, but it did give me just like the, the taste of, of what is possible and what kind of like building a business and building systems and, and putting people in the right place was right, was like, um, so yeah, that was, that was basically my, my rookie operator year. Yeah. And typically we don't recommend for first year operators to try to do that, especially train a sales rep. And I remember Patrick, who's amazing, our VP was sort of saying, hey, that I don't think will be the best strategy. And he could good, good chance be right. And one of the cool things about the strategy that you chose is, first of all, why don't you walk me through how many people did you interview? How many people did you recruit? What did it take to get the sales rep that you got up and going? And how much did he actually go sell for you? Yeah, totally. Well, I think just before I run you through the process, I just want to like highlight your point, which is like in, in first year of doing something like, uh, to, in, in my opinion, in order to train someone on something like you have to be really, really good at it. And I actually yes. had door to door experience um, before student works before my PM experience. I was a yeah. cleaner for college pro and okay. did door to door for a summer. And okay. then I was a PM did, you know, door to door for a full summer. Also, like I said, study business in school. Like, you know, I, I was doing sales roles plays like in school. Um, so I, so I had a lot of experience and by the time I started even thinking about training someone, I felt right. very confident that I had, I had already you know mastered it or, or gotten close to it. But yeah, just to run you through like the actual process of, of how I got, um, how I got Aiden up and trained. Um, I had ran through probably like 20, 25 marketers in the preseason just none of them were really clicking. Like they just didn't really have it. Um, ended up, you know, going more like the referral route. I was bringing some of my friends out and um, it got to the point towards the kind of like middle, middle of the summer where I had six guys who were actually like great marketers. Like they were all yeah. really good marketers. They could get leads. They have really good communication skills. They all had potential. And I basically set up like a competition. I was like, you know, it's going to be a race to a hundred leads. The first one there, you're going to get a thousand dollar bonus on top of your, your existing commission and hourly rate. Um, and I'm going to train you up to do sales. And, uh, and one of the guys just like right off the bat, just kind of like took off, you know, 10 leads on his first day, um, got 50 leads within, within like a week or two. So it became pretty obvious, like who, who my guy was, was going to be it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So like, not only did I have a ton of experience with the skill, but I also found like a diamond in the rough, like all right. the pieces, like just kind of lined up perfectly to, uh, to get him trained. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and so he's coming back this, this year as well for you as a sales, a sales manager. He is. Yeah. He's yeah. got, he's got some big goals for, for himself this year and uh, I'm excited to, to, to support him. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. What did you learn that you didn't expect? this, this past year? To be honest, I, I think I actually just learned like how much I, I love running a business. 
not even running as much, but like building it. So, you know, mm-hmm. building the brand and the team and like building the systems manual and like, how do you find the right people to fit the culture? Like, how do you cultivate that culture? How do you communicate your value to a customer in a consistent, mm-hmm. systemized way? Um, how do you break down training people into different like frameworks and, and actionable steps? Sort of that push pull between like the long term and the short term. It's, it's honestly just like a really complicated puzzle. But the thing is, Chris, like there's so many ways to win. There's not just one right answer. And then, and then also like the prizes from winning are, are incredible. Like the impact you can have on people and the things you can do with your money, especially as you kind of level up uh, more and more in the game is, is pretty crazy. Um, like I was saying before, like, you know, I used to want to be a professional athlete and now I kind of feel like business like is, is the sport. And, and obviously I'm still playing at like, like a youth level compared to, you know, like real large multi, multi seven, eight, nine figure business owners. But right. even at this level, it's, it's so fun and, and it's so challenging and, and like really rewarding. Yeah. Well, I know uh, in Ottawa, a couple of weekends ago, we said, hey, how many people here in this room, you know, are athletes, have been athletes and the vast, vast majority have been and are, you know, and and if you look at business owners, that is just such a commonality because of the 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 traits that you learn the teamwork that you learn the overcoming challenges your coachability all these different types of things and and you're right the the game like it's a game and how do we win and how do we how do we uh work with others to maximize our success and others so so what is was it as hard as you thought it would be to be honest i, I think it was actually easier than i thought it was going to be mm-hmm. and it's kind of silly saying that cuz like it was it was by far so the hardest hard on in my life but I feel like going into it, I was kind of preparing myself for this, like, you know, David Goggins, like go hard, very like stoic, like this, this big marathon. And I think I realized pretty quick that learning to love the journey and like learning to love the day to day actually made it a lot more fun, yeah. um, especially as we move into the summer, the weather's warming up and, and the day to day is really just like, it's like conversations with people. It's creative problem yeah. solving, you know, building culture, things like that. And yeah, it's like for sure the winter gets tough. You know, you're pounding on doors in the cold and and also realizing like training marketers is a lot easier said than done. But even still, just just learning to like gamify it and, and finding gratitude in, in the freedom to live this life and really just getting perspective on what I'm actually doing. Like really, I'm I'm just having conversations with my neighbors, I'm developing yeah. skills and I'm I'm earning a ton of money. So just kind of keeping that perspective, focusing on gratitude and small wins made it made it a lot of fun. Yeah, because I know one of the things I contrast what it was to be an operator, like you said, you know, like all I'm doing is going and having conversations with nice people. Like over, like when did you ever have a bad interaction with a customer who you're doing an estimate with? Never. The worst thing they ever did is say no. Um, So, but always with a smile. We're dealing with a whole bunch of really wonderful Canadians. And then, you know, again, even door to door. Again, I don't know the odd time someone might have, you know, shut a door on me or no thanks or whatever. So it's just, it's just so minor compared to what I did in the gym or what I did in the pool and just contrasting, you know, it's just like, Hey, just keeping, like you said, keeping doing that and then being aware of, of really what you're providing again, an amazing service for people, all sorts of jobs, creating other wages, you know, again, trying to teach and learn people to sort of teach and grow people to, for, so they can become better leaders. It's a really fun uh, thing when we're seeing it in the right way, you know, for sure. Totally. Totally. And there's, yeah, there's definitely like friction to, to starting any activity, like starting to get a business off the ground, like learning yeah. a skill of marketing, but the better you get at it, the more you're going to just kind of find that flow state and it, and it is going to be enjoyable. And then like Chris, the other piece that, that sort of did really help me get through the year um, was actually just like the student works community. And mm-hmm. it, it wasn't one of those things I like thought of as, as being high value coming into the year. I, I wasn't really um, necessarily sold on on the community aspect. I kind of figured like, yeah, you know, it's it's the systems that are going to help me. But right. like to be honest, I found it was you know all the guys on my coaching team. It was all the yeah. in person events, you know, January training and and rafting and things like that. Yeah. Staying connected with everyone, building those relationships, and also just like getting the positive reinforcement when you are doing well. You said like the, you know, I thought it was going to be like a few years before I like develop enough skills to have anything of value to say. And then, you know, I realized like really quickly, like, oh, there, there is some things that I know that other people don't know. And when they would ask me how to do it and I would be able to like share that wisdom with them, it feels really good, you know, being able to help someone else grow in their business and learn some little marketing tactic or, or whatever. So yeah, I think those, those things kind of made it actually like a really fun summer. Yeah, no, for sure. And one of the things that I think I described this to you is, is our operators coming to this program 
first year, second year, third year, fourth year at, you know, 17 or 18 to 21, 22, 23. So, so obviously you have a lot of life experience that you were able to draw upon. Right. And so that made you very experienced and knowledgeable. And that's really hopeful, like you said, and then, and then it feels good to be able to share, right. It feels good to be able to contribute to others. And so, um, Anything, you know, that, that we see that you really had to overcome to make this big season happen? Anything that that was that, that stands out for you, Will? Well, I think uh, part of it was was kind of just like having humility. So okay. like in, in my PM year, right, I'm, I'm working for my friend who I who I saw as a peer. I didn't see him as like, you know, smarter, or more skilled than me. But like he was my boss and, and he yeah. was the one making the decisions and he was making the money. So that was a little bit of an initial hurdle. Um, but then even after that, like choosing to come back for a vet year, like, like I said, I was in my last year of uni. So all my friends were going and getting, you know, sales jobs or consulting, investment yeah. banking, things like that. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go like run a painting company. And uh, yeah. people kind of like look down on it. They're like, oh, like, yes. okay. Like, and then when are you getting a real job or, or yeah. whatever? Um, but overcoming that and kind of just like understanding the bigger picture, picture vision, I would yeah. say was key. And then yeah. I guess the other thing was, was definitely like, you know, bad habits. Like I said, you know, smoking weed and, and watching TV and stuff like that. But to be honest, I felt like those were kind of just things I was doing because I didn't have anything better to do. Yes. Yeah. And so like when this opportunity came around, it was like, it was really pulling me in, you know, as someone who like tends to hyper-focus on things, you know, in school, I'm, I'm either going to get like a C or I'm going to get like an A plus plus. And, and this was those things like, man, this is, this is the project. This is the thing I'm working on. Like, I'm going to go try to get an A plus plus. And so I wasn't even like thinking about, um, a lot of those other things. It, it uh, it really is just such a, a holistic over-involved project that I kind of just like dove in and, and other things, you know, bad habits, uh, we're able to, for the most part, kind of fall to the side. Hey leaders, I hope you are enjoying this podcast. As we approach and surpass 300 episodes, well over 95% of the leaders that we have interviewed have been alumni of the Student Works Management Program. It has been an honor to participate in their development over the years. Starting now and only for the fall months, we will be on campus at universities and colleges in Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you are interested in being a leader in our program, or know someone who does, please go to the show notes and hit student works and get sent to a landing page to apply. There is a bold student works that you can hit to go to a landing page to apply. Thanks so much. Back to the show. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's uh, no, that's, that's great. And, and I think uh, a big piece of, you know, the home services business you know, being in the home services, it's it's not as it's not as great as a cocktail party to be able to share. Um, you know, I'm running a painting business, right? And it and it's it's just not like there's not as much. You know, it's not as impressive uh, having student works on your on your business card as the TD Bank or Accenture or McKinsey, right? Like, and so so it's. And on the other hand, uh, you know, I, I find it hard to imagine anyone's going to make more than you do uh, this this year or last year, you know, graduating from Queens, you know, at Queens Commerce. So it's kind of but of course, that's not something you want to be telling people, you know, because that that <laughs> means then you're not playing the humility game, you know. But and, and, and again, you're building towards the future you want in your life. Right. And what's what's moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Like, for sure, the money is amazing and like more importantly it's it's like the skills and the life i'm setting myself up for like the future earning Great. potential and the future relationships and, and just the bigger games that i'll be able to play so yeah and, and the other thing actually i want to say on that chris is like i, I almost wonder sometimes if, if that like uh assumption is is more in my head than it is out in the world because okay. i reached out to this uh like this venture capital like pitch event uh, and there's mm -hmm. like you know all this med tech and, and SaaS companies and it's kind of a networking event i don't really know how i got in it was some connection i was <laughs> the only guy under like 50 there um but i was chatting with all these guys and they were like yeah yeah like what do you do and i was kind of like embarrassed i was like yeah like you know i run a painting company and they were they, like to them that was like way more impressive than this like mm -hmm. startup that you're taking all this money and you haven't even made real revenue it's like man to just go and build like a real solid business in the real world go build 
build a painting company. It's, it's scalable. Like the foundational skills that you're learning, like they were actually much more impressed uh, about that. You know, those, you know, these, these guys that are in private equity, like they're investing and buying and selling these type of companies and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it is, it is, um, it is sexy in its own way. Right. For sure. And that's interesting as well. Good chance we're doing that to ourselves, Will. Point taken. Thank you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so isn't that interesting? The stories we make up about things, right? You know, so, um, but, you know, so obviously we're heading into a new year. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, how have you shifted your business for this coming season? Yeah. So this year it's, it's really stepping into a bit more of a coaching role. So I have four guys uh, coming back from last year who are going to be all selling jobs. They're all going to be managing crews. Um, like for the goal I have this year, like I literally just can't sell all the jobs. Like there's just yes. not enough time. Not a way. Yeah. Um, and I definitely can't get all the leads myself. So it's really just focusing on like developing my skill of coaching and my like training programs for my team, finding weak points in the systems, improving them, holding people accountable to them so that everything can, can like flow smoothly. And then just like, be the be the the gas on the fire. Yeah. And then I guess the other the other thing that I am hoping to dig into this year. Um last year we did all of our sales from door to door, 400 and something K. And then obviously we had a bit of like referral and repeat customers. Yeah. Um so this year I'm really hoping to improve our online presence, you know, try out some Google and Facebook ads. Okay. Um really learn the skill of like content creation, digital marketing, because I think that's just like a super valuable skill in today's marketplace, like both for my painting business now and obviously any future business I run, I think that's going to be a very valuable skill to have. 100%. No, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's exciting. And, 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 and already enrolling four people, four senior people in your business, that's amazing, right? Like that's, that's really the leverage to, uh, create that million dollar goal, create that, that, that next level business for you. So what about, how do you think these skills are going to help with your career? How do you, how do you think this next year is going to help launch your career? So, so yeah, being, being the, someone who sees himself as an entrepreneur, those are all going to just like directly help me. These are all the exact things I'm going to be doing as you know, I'm starting or building and scaling, buying, growing, selling businesses. It's really like building teams, building culture, training and coaching people, building systems, building the brand. Um, mm-hmm. Those are all the things that I'm literally going to be doing um, this year, next year, the year after, like I said, like business, I feel like is, is my sport now. Um, I right. love it so much. And uh, so it's going to help me pretty, pretty directly for sure. So in what, like what structures for like, you know, right now, um, you know, this is going to go live early in February. So, so what structures um, might you, you look at for a rookie operator or veteran operator and obviously structures you're using to go in, you know, crush the the, the first part of the season, the marketing part of the season, what sort of things are, are you doing well? And you'd recommend obviously to others. I would say like, there's, there's kind of two things. The first one is, like try to master everything yourself. Yeah. Um, obviously delegation is important, but I'm really good at marketing and I still struggle hiring and training marketers. So if you don't know what, what you're doing marketing, the odds are going to be able to go out and find and train someone effectively and retain that person and have them, you know, generating tons of leads profitably. It is, it is possible. Totally. Obviously I'm not your business coach, you know, sure. um, <laughs> it depends on a lot of factors, but I would say it's not like I market or I delegate it. It's like I market and I delegate it. Love I'm it. going out and marketing with people and I have other people who are shadowing me and we're all learning together. So that would be like one thing. And like marketing, honestly, is the lifeblood of your business. Like when it comes to painting, you know, a painter is going to paint, you know, from 0.8 efficiency to like 1.4. It's like, you know, one and a half or two times faster from like the best of the best to the worst of the worst. When it comes to marketing, the results are like literally 10x or more. Like a a great, amazing marketer is going to get more than 10x the results of a terrible marketer. And so like really just either becoming or finding and developing those A plus marketers are going to be like a massive impact in your business. Um, so that would be one thing I would say. And then the other thing I would say that like really, really, really helped me in my uh, rookie year was writing a systems manual, like an employee manual. And the reason it was helpful, like, yes, it was something, you know, we could refer back to and I could use to train the team, but the real value came from actually just me spending the time to sit down and think about like, what are my systems? And the amazing part is like, Stewart already gives you the systems, right? Like mm-hmm. you already have like, 
90% of the way there, but it's totally not enough to just like read it and kind of understand it and like think it's all oh, just go apply these systems. It's like, no, you need to look through all those systems really in depth. And then you need to like sit and think, okay, I'm in my business. This person's coming to me with this problem. Like, how are we going to solve this? How can I systemize this? Um, and I found for me putting it on paper and like writing everything down, because there'd be times I'd be writing something down and be like, hold on, that doesn't really make sense. Like then, you know, every time we're going to have to manually go do this, like, how can I systemize it or you know, I find sitting yeah. down allows me the space to like really think through like, okay, like I'm here in the moment. What is the system? How can we implement this? And how can we um, run, run a business off it? So I think for every rookie operator, it doesn't need to be like a hundred page manual. You don't no. need to rewrite the entire operations manual, but sit down, take some notes. What are your workflows? Like, where are you putting your contracts? And, um, you know, how are you like, what's your recruiting funnel? Like, uh, how are you onboarding people? All of those details, like for sure will make a huge difference. I just love that. Just, just understanding again, it's kind of, you know, like you said, we have systems for each one and every one of those things. And are you going to do each one and every one the way it is? And it's like, well, oh, there's, there's this, or how will this happen? That's so, so great. And, uh, and obviously that's harder for rookie operators and for veterans, this is critical because now you actually know, oh, I know I did it this way. And I think I like that, that a little bit better. So really thinking through and making it your system, you know, this is the Will Braun methodology, right, is, is, is critical. Totally. Yeah. Just, I guess, to summarize, like your, your first year. So like, again, for me, this was kind of like my PM year. It's just yeah. a game of who can knock on the most doors. Like yeah. there's obviously yeah. a lot of other things there's obviously, but if you had to boil it down, it's like whoever knocks the most doors is probably going to kind of like the correlation is very high, high. with top numbers and doors knocked on. Yeah. And then, yeah, year two. Um, or, you know, even in your rookie year, but as you kind of develop that, that volume and that those base skills, it's like, okay, what are the systems? And like, do I really understand like the business I'm building as opposed to just like the number of hours I'm, I'm sort of putting in? Yeah. And as we approach those later years, more and more, one of the things that we talk about is enrollment, Will. So, so what are you doing to enroll great people in your business? You know, what, what, and, and how do you keep them enrolled? Yeah. Well, first I want to, I want to shout out my team, you know, I bet you do Eden, Matt, Jason, and then, and then also Lauren, um, who I didn't mention earlier, like those, I got those four guys who are basically mini operators. And then I have Lauren, who's, who's our full-time admin and, and designer, like really just holding the whole system together and, and working super hard to put in a ton of work for the business. So like, I, I honestly feel like, like honored to, mm -hmm. to have these guys you know, on our team, like waving the brawn paints flag. And, and it yeah. really motivates me to just like be the best coach I can um, to give these guys like the development uh, that they deserve. Even my painters too, you know, like Adam, Isaac, Francis, Fabian, like even Tony guys, a bit of right. a DJ, but you know, all these guys are are just like amazing at, to work with. And it's, it is a team sport. Like it's, you know, I'm, yes. I'm the guy on the podcast. I'm the guy whose name is on the logo, but like, ultimately I'm just like team captain. And, and if, if anyone watches sports, it's, you know, I'm, I'm yep. still, I still have the same playing time as everybody else. I might get an extra point or two here and there, but it, re it really is a team sport. And I think just like understanding that and also um, like really just like treating people like people, like genuinely having other people's like best interests at heart, I find just, you know, you know, pays off. Like, you know, you, you get what you give and, and you give first without the expectation of getting and, and things kind of work out in the end. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And what about, you know, another big theme that we had in the senior coaches room, senior uh, operator room, we we created, a, we, when I say we, I really mean Devin Thompson, our VP created, a, 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 a you know, we have a rookie operator training group, we've got a veteran training group, and then we've got a senior veteran training group. And one of the themes uh, that that really he spent a bunch of time focusing on was integrity. So how do you see about integrity and integrity in your business, integrity in your life and the impact on on the success you're having, Will? I would say that my integrity has gone up like a crazy amount since, since joining the program. I would say one a uh, helpful thing is having a coach to look up to. So my coach, Tico, I see him as being someone who's like very in integrity almost all of the time. And um, it allows me to kind of, you know, look up to him and be like, okay, like this is kind of these, these skills I want to develop. Like ultimately, like you can build all the systems you want, but if you're not like sticking with those systems and, and you can build the best calendar you want, but if you're not sticking with that, it's, it's not going to work out super well. And just to be totally transparent, Chris, like integrity. And so we, we talked about the PI index yeah. And one of the things that I am low in is formality. Like I'm formality, very informal. Yes. I'm very like go on the fly, like yeah. whatever, I'm, whatever I'm in on the moment, I kind of forget about everything else. 
Um, and so it, it is actually something that I'm sort of like developing. I'm, I'm excited mm-hmm. to continue developing it this year. And I feel like in order to run the, the million dollar business that I want to run, um, I am going to have to step up, you know, just like my integrity and my scheduling and my time management uh, from last year. So I would say that's kind of one of the, the core skills that I'm actually hoping to, to level up this year. Awesome. No, and that's and that's great. And and to me, no one ever uh, <laughs> ever is a hundred percent in on integrity, right? Everybody um, is is uh, with any awareness is you you can't always be a hundred percent on integrity. So it's so it's a it's a growing uh, commitment. And then, like you said, not surprisingly, we want to double the size of our business. We're going to need to. Um, expand the level of our integrity. And that's that's the business. And then also us. And sometimes as entrepreneurs, it's really hard, right? Because we want to do things the way we want to do it. And then we want everyone to run the business the way uh, we we set it up to do, right? So it's, it's like, no, we also have to, you know, I know for me, it's like, uh, you know, when I'm doing coaching interviews or, or, you know, or, or operator interviews, it's like, let's go to the script ask all the questions, you know, just follow it exactly as it was designed, Chris, you know, you know, maybe I don't feel like it or whatever. No, follow it exactly as it was designed. There's a reason for all the questions. There's a reason for every process. So, so let's not, let's not skip out. Right. And all those things matter. So it's, it's, it's really, it's really great to see that. Talking about habits, we all talk a bunch about habits here. What key habits would someone want to steal from you? I think one, this this might not be what you're expecting, but like I would say like get in the gym and and move like a human is supposed to move. Like go run, sprint, jump, like lift weights, like carry things, throw things around, like learn to fight, do a sport, like do CrossFit. Um, I see a lot of people that are like trying to improve their health and they're like, you know, they're walking in the gym, they got their headphones on, they're in their own world, they're they're, like isolating their biceps, you know, they're doing this row splits of like leg day, shoulder day, arm day. Like, look, if you're like a competitive bodybuilder, that's like, it's a, it's its own sport. It's a whole different thing. Totally respected. I, I love bodybuilding as a sport. And obviously this is like a whole can of worms, but sure. um, I found in my experience that doing like more natural movements, like full body, explosive, heavy movements, like I said, carrying, pushing, pulling, like compound movements and things like that gives me like way more energy, way more vitality. Like my body like moves better and feels better. So, so that'll be one. And then just like definitely prioritizing sleep. Like I've always prioritized sleep. I've been on this whoop band for like three or four years, like before I was even in student works. Um, and, and I love that. It's, it's really a superpower. Um, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not someone who's like the 5am get up and grind yeah. David Goggins. I'm like, you know, I need to be well rested so I can actually execute during my day. Um, I also just, just totally don't have weekends. Like that concept just doesn't exist. Like there's seven days in a week and the goals and the life that I want to live is, is just as important on a Saturday as it is on a Wednesday. Also like eating, eating whole foods, like almost exclusively. And then one, one cool one that I wouldn't have expected a few years ago to say is, is really just like prioritizing, uh, relationships and mm-hmm. like specifically like a romantic relationship. Like I hear a lot of guys these days, like, you know, they're like, oh, I need to become the best version of myself and then, you know, go look for a partner. And in my personal experience, like when I found my partner, I became a way better version of myself, developing a healthy relationship, being able to challenge and push each other, you know, having some of those like, you know, kind of core needs met and having a close person I can rely on and and hold me accountable. I found that was like, honestly, like, like really, really helpful. Well, I and love then, those. Like, go, go on. Sorry, you had one more. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to mention one last thing. Also, just like uh, cutting out like BS media. Like, I, I don't watch TV. I, I don't, yeah. I don't watch the news. Like, you only have so much content you can consume, and like being very selective in that. And like, what, how do you want to feed your brain? The content you consume is going to form the way you think. It's going to form the way you talk and act. And and so, like, yeah, just being very selective with that. Just, I just love those uh, those habits that you've got. Uh, and um, you know, so so for me that that. I've always believed, I know, I know, you know, I was old before I was old uh, or mature before, but, but one of the big things about relationships is I believe there's really something to getting good at relationships and trying on relationships and learning about relationships and being in relationships. By the way, I, I know we've got more men in our program than women. So just telling the truth, uh, you know, the stats say relationships break largely because of males. Like that's what the stats say. If you're a good male in a relationship, meaning expressing your feelings, being in integrity, you know, committing to a relationship. That's an enormous part of, of the success of relationships. And I, and I really do believe that there's, again, there's skills, skills gained in that. And so taking it really seriously is, is huge. And, and if you look at this, the long-term success of really happy people, 
and successful people, one of the most important part of that is a primary relationship that really works. You know, like when your primary relationship's working, everything's so much easier. You know, and again, it's it's you know, again, take lots of money away from me before you know any consideration of my primary partner who's just a rock star and just makes such a difference in my life. And when things are working, it's so much easier. It's so much more fun, and we're 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 on. And if we're off a little bit, then it's how how fast can we get it back together and 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 connected? You know, is is huge. And the other piece as well, I just so love your sharing about sleep. I'm a great sleeper. I think sleep is so underrated. I know for a long time, you know, the old sleep, sleep when I'm dead, you know, whoops have done a whole lot uh, to do and aura run, rings. And there's Matthew Walker, the, the you know, talk, talked about sleep. I've read his book recently. It's just so critical to get to a great sleeper. And again, living a long-term healthy, healthy life, sleep is so important. To, to doing that and, and setting up that structure. I love that seven days a week. Why am I going to go sleep? Why on weekends am I going to stay up till two or three in the morning, blow up my sleep schedule because of that, right? Why can't I just have fun and, you know, come back and, and, and not, not mess, mess with my schedule so I can be really powerful every day of the week. Anything you'd like to share that we haven't hit on, Will? Yes. Yeah, there is definitely one thing. So I remember, Chris, I, when I came into student works, like one of the first things I did after I signed that contract is I went online and I looked up like how to win at student painting. And I yeah. was trying to like find all the content that I could to consume. And like I found there wasn't actually really that much content. Um, yeah. You know, there was like operator manual and there was like, you know, the the like corporate type of training. But yeah. I, there wasn't really like, you know, boots on the ground in the field. Like, hey, this is this is how it is. Um, there was this podcast, which was helpful. Yeah. So I started yeah. listening to some episodes here. But you know, other than that, there's like one other kind of related podcast, but not really. And I, I really wish there was like this informal podcast where you're getting all these top operators on. They're talking about their businesses and strategies and their lifestyle, maybe even talking about other businesses, how this fits into the bigger picture, where they can apply the skills and all that stuff. And they say the best products come from a personal need. So yeah. I did exactly that. I made the podcast that I wish I had uh, coming into my rookie year. So me and Phil Gauthier, uh, who did 380 last year, uh, we started a podcast called Closers Only. Uh, the first episode we recorded was breaking down exactly how I ran a 500K rookie business. You know, we've, we've had episodes with Olivier, with Griffin. We had Sasha on last week. We're filming one with Tico tonight. Chris, we got you scheduled for next I month. I know, exactly. So yeah, if, if that's something you're interested in, like obviously if you've been listening to the podcast this far and, and you're getting some value from it, like definitely go jump over on YouTube closers only or Instagram closers only dot pod. Um, we're going to be putting on Apple and Spotify soon. So like definitely check you out. It will level you up. I promise you. And hopefully someone can use those and go and break my record. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's one of the, first of all, I highly recommend, I know, you know, Phil's, Phil's a rock star as well. And uh, I know just uh, the spirit that both Phil and Will bring are, are all about, you know, just helping people. So, so it's just so great. Thanks for doing that. I know out West some people did it, but again, the culture here is, is, is different. I know there's also the weekly call, but, but those, those, uh, those amazing alumni now are a few years out, uh, you know, of the program. So, so I think this will be just, just an awesome, awesome thing, bringing on, uh, alumni, to make a difference. So, uh, so just, just awesome what you're up to, Will. So, and I'm excited to actually doing, uh, the podcast with you guys. That'll be uh, super fun. So, uh, later on, later on next month, about a month from now. So fantastic. When you think of a leader, final question, what, when you think of leader of tomorrow, what do you think of? I will be honest. The future is something that I, I do give a lot of thought to. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's where I'm going to live the rest of my life. And without going like too deep into to AI and, and the future of humanity, I, I really think that a leader of tomorrow is someone who's going to be adaptable and flexible in their skills and their way of life, but is rigid in their, in their values. I, I also think personal branding is going to become increasingly important. And I, and I do think that the divide between like, you know, the rich and the poor, the old and young, I, I think this divide is going to become exponentially larger as new technologies are adopted at, at faster and faster rates. And Chris, I genuinely think this is like the most exciting time to be alive. The fact that we are here out of all the humans and animals and conscious beings throughout all of time, um, like we're here to watch and experience this, 
this blip in time where the world is changing so fast, you know, this, this technological revolution is happening and not only time-wise, but we're also in a physical place. Like we're in Canada and we've, yeah. you know, mentally the skills, the resources we have to actually participate in this and have an impact in this as, as it's going on is, is pretty crazy. Like the odds of that are, are difficult to fathom yes. and like totally like the stakes have never been higher. Yeah. And I, I would be lying if I said, I didn't sometimes register it as an anxiety. But, yeah. you know, I think just just falling back on like we came in this life with nothing. We're yeah. going to leave with nothing like everything in the middle is a win. Yeah. Yeah. No, I we, we are so aligned. Uh, you know, we see things again. There's a there's going to be a, a break between the, the the strongest and the weakest and the poorest and the, the, the wealthiest like there, there is. And and again, we're really, really well situated in Canada. Uh, environmentally, water, all you know, resources, you know, uh, education, and um, and and again, uh, we want our leaders to have hearts to be, hey, how can we make a difference, and how can we, uh, you know, as these things change and they're just going to continue to rapidly change, how can we be just that heart heartfelt nation as well, or what what can we do to deal with the people who aren't making the transition as fast as these things happen? So it is a remarkable time, Will, and it's good to note it, it's good to see it, and uh, and then it's good to be active in it, uh, because, you know, again, we're going to be running with it or falling behind. You know, so so and I, I know where you're going to be and uh, certainly where we're leading our operators to be. So, yeah, exciting times. Thanks so much for you coming. I knew you would crush this podcast. Uh, you're our first operator of the year on the Leaders of Tomorrow. And uh, expecting big things is not with a heavy load of expectation, but just with a, all right, we're going to go and create great big things this year together. And I, and I, and I can't wait. And I know we're going to have an, an incredible year. No matter what the number is, we're going to create a lot of value, aren't we? Absolutely. And, and Chris, I just want to thank you. Like, like genuinely, uh, you inspire me a lot. I think like my rookie year, you weren't at January training, you were, you were battling cancer. And so I never got to see that, that magic. But after, you know, we just finished January training, like I, I really get now, like why you've been able to grow this company to, you know, $30 million, you know, your energy, your wisdom, and your passion, it, it really just oozes out of you into the entire community. And, and it's, it's really changed my life. So from the bottom of my heart, I, I thank you for everything you do. I'm, I'm, I'm honored you have me on the pod and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the future. Uh, thanks so much, Will. Really appreciate it. Hey, leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.